Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of eBay Business Startup. I believe this is episode number four, and this is an audio podcast about eBay reselling. Um, my store name is Dacasource, and uh, my name is DJ. And this is just a documentary about my eBay journey. I'm trying to go from a part-time reseller to a full-time career and what I do is go to thrift stores and garage sales and find things that I can resell online for a profit so I just want to say thank you for tuning in uh, today wherever you're listening um, I'm up early uh, this morning it's 549 uh, on April 19th and I have my cup of coffee and uh, just kind of finish my quiet time and, and I thought I would just begin working on an eBay update the first thing I want to talk about today is that I ventured into some new stores and I had previously been going to thrift stores uh, places like Goodwill um, and Salvation Army stores and and here in my area they have Texas Thrift which are huge thrift stores and so I, I decided to venture in into consignment stores and I was a little bit skeptical a little bit hesitant to go in uh, to a consignment store um, there's a consignment store chain here in the San Antonio area called uptown cheapskate and they sell clothing and shoes both men's and women's and I, I was just skeptical I didn't think I would find much for me to resell because my expectations were that all the clothing would be a lot more expensive well what I found out was you can actually still find stuff at these consignment stores they usually have uh, tag deals uh, they run monthly and what these stores do what, what makes them different than thrift stores is that w when you have a thrift store people bring their extra items and just drop them off as a donation and receive nothing in consignment stores people bring their items and they get a percentage or get money for bringing those items in and so this being a consignment store, I, when I was talking to one of the employees at one of the uptown cheapskates I went into, they said they, they pay approximately a third of their retail to, to the person who brings them in. And so people usually bring in a bag of clean clothes and they rummage through it and find the stuff that can sell. and they pay the the person who donated the items roughly a third of what they're going to retail the, the items for um, one of the other stores I went to I, I talked to one of the employees they said that they only accept newer items uh, that have um, that, that are within the last two years of production and um, I going through their items I know that's not true 
And so I have a little idea that I'm going to probably try to experiment with. Um, one of the problems that I've had was trying to get inventory. And so what I wanted to do was start advertising around town um, that we will pick up clothing, that we will pick up um, stuff from garage sales, uh, like remnants, uh, um, things they want to donate that... Um, I was thinking I would send my one of my employees to go buy in their truck and pick these items up and then for me to go through them and see what is sellable and donate the rest. And perhaps I'll try donating these items or, or selling these items to Uptown Cheapskate and to see what I can get for them. Because um, even though they advertise that they have higher-end brands, a lot of their brands weren't that great. Uh, they were nice dress shirts, but, um, I mean, they were department store brands that, that weren't very popular and aren't very popular on eBay. And so that's one thing that I noticed. But the other thing that I learned about these stores is that because they search for higher-end items generally, it's a great place to look for higher-end items. Um, now, you're generally going to pay up a little bit more between 5 and $10, but they, they're still cheap enough a lot of times to make a profit, especially if they don't know the brand that well. And, and so um, I've been finding some brand-name items at these Uptown Cheapskates, and there's still plenty of wiggle room for reselling on eBay. I think reselling locally from a brick-and-mortar store is just different than eBay. I mean, when you put something on eBay, you're opening up your items to the world. I mean, I think that's the power of eBay is that they market your items for you and you pay a little fee. And a little cost per item but it's going out to the world so on a lot of items you can offer higher prices and so my lesson here is one to experiment don't be afraid to experiment going to new places places like um, uh, consignment stores because a lot of times they don't know the brands and and so that's important for eBay resellers, no matter what you sell, to make sure that you know your items and what you're selling and the brands that sell better than anyone else. And so every morning as part of my preparation time, I take time to research. It's very important to research. One of my goals as a reseller is to know the brands that resell for good profit better than my competition and better than the thrift stores. A lot of times they'll have uh, things like Tommy Hilfiger priced really high because you know it's a popular brand, but it doesn't resell for that great amount on eBay. But if you know the lesser brands that sell really well, the thrift stores are gonna miss those. And so my goal is to know um, what sells to have a wide scope and range of products like I, I want to get into um, shoes bags women's clothes men's clothes jeans pants 
I want to know every category of that thrift store better than they do. And I want to know the brands that sell in all those areas. So I'm widely diversified in the items I'm selling. And so my tip is don't be afraid to go into these stores and, and to learn about them, learn how they work. And they may even work to your advantage. So this past week, I didn't get a lot of thrifting done. Uh, I took a trip to Canada to see my family. Uh, that's where I was for the last 10 years before I moved back to Texas and tried to start this business up uh, big time. Now, I tried to do some thrifting while I was in Canada, and my thought process behind this was I haven't been there in a while, and so there's probably some good stuff hanging around the stores. And unfortunately, that wasn't true. I only found a couple of items to resell, and um, so that was a bummer. But I'm glad to be back in the San Antonio area, ready to get thrifting again. So, what I wanted to talk about this week was about receiving inventory. Um, I had planned to make a video about this, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and attempt to do this on audio. I believe receiving inventory is very important. So what do I mean when I say receiving inventory? Well, I decided that if I'm going to do this business professionally and do a really good job at my eBay reselling business, that an inventory system was going to be very important. And so an important part of an inventory system is receiving inventory. Uh, you might have heard uh, of retail businesses having a receiving department. And what receiving is, is logging into your inventory items that you uh, receive to resell. Uh, for example, I used to work for Walgreens as a manager. And one of the things that we had to do was scan in items as they came off the truck. And so we would go to the back of uh, the Walgreens store. There's a little warehouse for storage and, and for the items coming in. And as they would slide off the truck, we would have handheld scanners and we would scan in every box that came into the store. And this was a preliminary inventory scan. It, it, it logged into our inventory that we had received the items into our possession. And later on, we would rescan those items as we put them on the shelves. And so I believe it's important that as soon as you can to log in your inventory. And so what this looks like for me is when I get home from a day of thrifting and I have a big tote of full of items, shirts, shoes, electronics, whatever I, I found to resell, I take a moment to sit down and log those items into my inventory spreadsheet. Now, the inventory spreadsheet that I use is called Easy Auctions Tracker. And I encourage you that if you are wanting to become a professional eBay reseller or you don't have a system to track your 
your uh, sales, your expenses, your inventory to check out Easy Auctions Tracker. And you can find them at uh, their website, easyauctionstracker.com. I've been using this inventory spreadsheet, uh, this eBay spreadsheet for three years now, and I love it. it. For me, it makes tax time a breeze. It literally took me less than 30 minutes to prepare all my reports for, for tax season. And that only happens if you are keeping a good inventory of your items. I make it a practice of mine to immediately receive items from the thrift stores and enter them into my Easy Auctions Tracker spreadsheet. Now, the way the software works is uh, you download it for one, but it's an Excel spreadsheet. And so most people these days have some knowledge of Excel or, or spreadsheets, um, and it's the tabs are already made out. And I know that there's a lot of individuals out there who've shared their spreadsheets, but and I know nothing about those, so I can't comment on those. But this is a business that seems to focus primarily and specifically on creating these spreadsheets to help eBay resellers. And so what I love about this is that it links uh, the spreadsheet with eBay. And so the spreadsheet automatically updates itself when you sell things on eBay. Once you ship the item, you can um, create a sync and it syncs your sales it syncs your, your, your fees, and it downloads all the information into your hands. Now, I have my spreadsheet backed up on um, Dropbox. And so if anything were ever to happen to my computer, I wouldn't lose my spreadsheet. It's online. It's, it's in the cloud, so to speak. And so my process for receiving inventory is that I take the item and... I look it over, I look the item over um, and decide where this item is going to go. It's either going to go up into my eBay room where my worker is listing the items or it's going to go to my other employee who steams the items and pre prepares the items for resale. Then I find the receipts. Now when you receive receipts from thrift stores, usually the description of the item is very generic. For example, women's shoes or men's button, men's long sleeve shirt. And so what I do is I write in in pen next to the generic name what the actual item was. So for example, I have a receipt from Goodwill and it says women's shoes, uh, $14.99. And right next to that, I put in fry boots. Fry silver boots or or dance go shoes. I I'm, I get a little bit more specific. So, if an auditor were ever to come in and question um, my inventory, they could match up my inventory item to the generic name on the receipt. So then I into my inventory tab on my Excel Easy Auctions Tracker spreadsheet, I write a generic. Um, description. For example, in this case, it'd be Fry Silver Boots. And I put in um, a, a skew, 
Now, on Easy Auctions Tracker, the SKU matches up with the custom label on the eBay listing page. So about the third uh, blank space down when you're listing an item is the custom label. And that matches up with the SKU in your inventory spreadsheet. That's one of the reasons why I love Easy Auctions Tracker is because it, it links the item to your listed item on eBay. And it does that through the item SKU. And so you want to make sure that your item SKU on your inventory page matches the custom label on your eBay listing. I put in the quantity and then I put in how much uh, the item costs, my cost of goods sold. And so I'm immediately doing this. These boots were $14.99. And so I entered that into my spreadsheet. And then I, there's a place on the spreadsheet where you purchased it from. And so this will be good later on if I'm ever audited because they can, they, they'll know which re receipts to go to. Uh, I, for example, here I put Goodwill Gateway, which is the name of the Goodwill store. And that way, when if they're going to search through my receipts, they know which receipts to look through. They're going to look through the Goodwill Gateway receipts to, to match up this particular item. And uh, this is a good way to record your garage sale um, items. Uh, one of the, the big things for resellers is that the IRS will want records of your garage sale purchases. And so after a day of garage selling, I have my tote and I take the item and let me just suggest to you that it's easier to recall how much you paid for a garage sale item the day that you got the item versus months or weeks later when you're finally getting around to recording this in your inventory. I make it a practice to immediately receive the items into my inventory. Now, later on, when the item becomes listed, when my um, lister gets my item to, to make a draft for eBay, when I get to the draft to approve it, I update my SKU, make sure they're, they're both the same um, on my inventory sheet and on eBay and what I do is once the item is listed I drag the the link the title of my item which is a hyperlink back into my spreadsheet and and replace it uh, over the generic name that I gave it so for example um, once my fried boots are listed and it says Fried boots, women's silver, uh, high heel, uh, leather, you know, and I have the, the beautiful uh, description and keywords in my title. I just drag the title from eBay and replace it over my generic title. And what happens in the Easy Options tracker is that it, that it becomes a hyperlink on the spreadsheet and so far if, if I were ever to need to quickly go to uh, find um, these fry boots all I have to do is click on the link and it pops up immediately to the eBay page I mean given that it's within 90 days if it's um, sold and, and it's past 90 days then there's probably not going to be a record on eBay um, about that item 
Another reason why this is a good process for me is because I can look back in my recent inventory and see what items haven't been listed yet. The items that haven't been listed yet do not have a hyperlink, and so it's in black text. The ones that have been listed are in a blue hyperlink underlined title, and so I can see that my oldest item that hasn't been listed right now is a pair of brown Johnson Murphy shoes. And so I can tell my lister, hey, you know, let's find these shoes and get them listed. And so it helps me avoid death piles uh, because I can see that, like, my lister prefers not to do shoes. My, my lister prefers not to do shorts. Yet there's some of the oldest items back from early April that still need to be listed. Once these items are listed on eBay, uh, there's also a place on the spreadsheet that says storage location. So I can always find where the item is stored. Now, for me, I generally have this Excel spreadsheet up all the time, um, right in front of me. Uh, I save it, you know, as um, quickly as I can remember because um, I've had times when, you know, my computer lost power and I didn't save it and I had to go back and re-enter some stuff and so you do have to save frequently and uh, but again it's on the cloud so if anything ever happens to my computer uh, I'm, I'm covered and and so that's my receiving inventory process um, it allows me to, to keep focused on the items that I have to list and it keeps it right in front of me so I don't have these boxes of items that I, I don't even remember what's in there. The, the items are right here um, on my listings, uh, on my Easy Auction Tracker software. And it, it's just, it's been working great for me. Now I've been experimenting a little bit about, you know, certain aspects like, um, where I enter the inventory in. Do I do it upstairs in my eBay room or do I do it down here in my office? And I, I've found that once I come in the door of my house and my office is right there, I just drop the items there and uh, my it doesn't get confused with the other items that are upstairs in my inventory room and my lister won't list these items before I get to them. And so, and then it allows me to um, to make sure that I don't have to carry the items up if there's something wrong with the item or it needs to be steamed and my steam room's downstairs, I, it, it just saves me a lot of trouble just to have it um, right here next to my desk in my office. That way it's right there in front of me and I know I need to get to it. So I, I usually allow 10 to 15 minutes to, uh, to receive my inventory. Now if you have a certain system for your inventory, um, I'd like to hear about it. I'd like to, to streamline mine. Uh, I'd like to uh, get better, more efficient, more accurate. Um, you know, I'm trying to do the best job I can to have my actual costs right in front of me. Um, again, if you try to guess some costs later on, then, then your numbers are, are just not going to be that accurate. And so this inventory system really helps. So let me know what you do. Please comment or, or call in or email. And I want to get better. I want to have the most efficient inventory system that I can, that I can have. And so um, I'm going to include a link in my descriptions uh, on, for this Easy Auctions Tracker. 
And so uh, if you're looking for an inventory system, uh, a place to combine your items all into one place, uh, this is the software for you. It's, it's been working great. It has a tab for consignment entries. If you, do, if you have a consignment store in, in your um, eBay reselling business, uh, I don't do um, consignment yet, but I plan to. I plan to get into it. And so um, it's a great software for your eBay business. So I'll just give a, a quick update on my numbers. Didn't have such a, um, a, a great week. Uh, this past week, um, I only made profit four hundred and one dollars. I only sold twenty two items, which is about five less than I've sold in previous weeks. And my overall sales were eight hundred and thirty six dollars and eleven cents. That was my um, my gross revenue. And so my profit was about four hundred and one dollars. Um, I also had two returns. And in the next update, I'll, I'll talk about those returns because they're still in process. And one of them is quite interesting. It's a, a case study on an eBay scam. And that will be on my next audio podcast. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I have a buyer who bought my item. It was a Nintendo DS, XL 3DS, I should say. And... 27 days later, three days within my 30-day return policy, he wants to return it, claiming that it's broken. Uh, the buttons fell off. The only catch is that he resold this exact item two days after receiving it. He resold it on eBay, and uh, when I called in, the, the representative said that that item was returned to him. And now he's trying to return the item to me. And so it's a clear case of um, misrepresentation. He says I didn't describe the item accurately. He received it broken. And, and so we're going to see what happens with this. Uh, I, I think in the short term, from what I've learned from eBay so far, is that I'm going to have to take the return. But I've also reported him as a scam and I have the evidence. I have side-by-side -side pictures of my listing and his listing with identical flaws in the item. And so um, hopefully by next week when I'm ready for my next podcast, I'll have um, some updates about what they say. And so stay tuned for that. I think this is going to be it. For today's podcast, uh, we're running on close to 30 minutes now, and I hope that this audio gives you something to listen to uh, while you're working. Uh, one of the things I've noticed about audio podcasts is that it's great to listen while I'm thrifting. I, I put in headphones and, and download the podcast. I generally listen to uh, Scavenger Life on Mondays, and I miss the rest of the week having something to listen to while I'm working, while I'm listing, while I'm thrifting. And so hopefully this gives you another option. Hopefully um, as time goes on, the quality will be better. I by in no means uh, want uh, to make this something that is uh, you know, uh, a production. I, I just don't have time for that when I'm trying to run this business. and. And, and so, but I hope it gives you something to listen to. I would greatly appreciate your feedback. 
So if you like these audio podcasts and you want to hear more, please like and subscribe. I'm trying to to grow my channels, my um, my podcast channels and my YouTube channel. And so I would really appreciate you liking and subscribing and even giving me feedback in, in the comments. I will provide in the links below in the description uh, ways you can get a hold of me. My business name is Dacasaurus, so Dacasaurus at gmail.com. That's D-A-C-A source at gmail.com. And if you want to call in and leave a message, the number is 512-539-0116. Again, I appreciate everyone who listens, and I will talk to you next time.